This is RJ Carbone, and you're listening to BD4. Anthony for three. Bang! That one goes this in. This one by Mattingly. Oh, hang on to the RJ Barrett does it again from downtown. He is just tearing the Orioles apart. It's good. Oh. It's good. Randall gets the bounce, and he it ties the game. Easton ducks under. Got it. All right, what's happening, everybody? Episode 279 of the podcast tonight. Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. I am your host, RJ Carbone. Hope everybody's doing well on this, what is it, Wednesday night, September 1st. It is officially the, well, summer Summer is over, but summer is, is officially over, I think, later this month, but is officially the fall season in my book. Um, once it flips to September, that's when it becomes fall to me, and especially with class starting up today as well. Uh, my first class is actually tomorrow on Thursday the 2nd, which will be when this episode is up during the Yankee off day. Um, yeah, I've been having a good couple of days though, you know, not much going on. Just, just again, finishing up the rest of the summer. So now I'm going to, going to be getting busy again with class and not that I didn't have class. I took a few summer courses, but, um, this weekend, you know, I don't watch football bores the hell out of me. Um, but I was watching Actually, on Tuesday, sorry, not even, not even the weekend. Let's 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 go back to Tuesday. Yesterday, as I'm recording, I was watching Dana White's Contender series, the first one of of the uh, the new season. I think it's the fifth season now. I have not seen any other of the seasons, um, but this I'm going to keep up with. This is a, this is interesting because you know there have been some guys that started out in White's Contender Series like Sean O'Malley and had become one of the big, more popular names in the sport of uh, of MMA. And so these guys are going out there. You know, it's always a fun one to watch. It's usually entertaining because they're, they're competitive, right? They're hungry. They're trying to fight for a UFC contract. And so I was watching last night. It's very interesting. It's very good. Um, four guys got contracts the four winners, but also a fifth guy got one because despite him losing Candelario, Dana White liked what he saw. And this is a kid who has battled adversity before um, with injuries and, you know, was just, you could tell he really, really wanted to get the contract and he, and he uh, Dana White gave it to him despite the loss. Um, there were some good performances, some very good ones uh, that, guy that low that Lopez that Lopez Brito fight was electric. That guy Brito was fucking aggressive as hell. He was just throwing. He was out there throwing on his feet, just chucking fists. And um it was unfortunate the way that ended. The whole eye poke thing and he actually got the victory from it. But um again man it was a good night. It was a good night of fights and then the light heavyweight battle the last final fight that was also good forget the guy's name 
Started with an M, but he got his contract. There are going to be some fun, fun up-and-coming fighters now. Some contenders now signing contracts with the UFC, so guys to look out for. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the UFC uh, Dana White's Contender Series. And um, I was watching that during the Yankee game, which was uh, their fourth loss in a row at the time. But um, it was something to salvage the, the night, I guess. Um, it's raining like crazy. Over here on the East Coast, I don't know what's going on everywhere else, but obviously in you know in Louisiana and such, they have that hurricane going on. So I hope everybody's safe here. But yeah, it's pouring down rain here. The roads are flooding. Um, they're closing off, you know, putting a block on a lot of the avenues and stuff. So uh, just stay safe out there. But yeah, you know, after winning 13 in a row, the Yankees, um, the West Coast trip is usually a pain in the ass for them. I don't know if it's the jet lag or the different time zones or whatever. But every year it seems like they have issues playing out west. And um, after winning the first two in Oakland, they then dropped the final two of the set. And then they lost two out of three in Anaheim. The first two games did not go their way against a Mike Troutless Angels team. Um, you know, one thing I've noticed, and I think John Boy put out a tweet um, I saw this on Instagram. Somebody snapshotted his tweet that during that four-game losing streak, the Yankees had zero stolen bases. Zero stolen bases. And obviously, there were a bunch of stolen bases during that 13-game winning streak, right? Um, and that's that's kind of why we hit into so many double plays lately. It's because we're not stealing a base and we're not taking that guy off of first base to eliminate that threat. But tonight, you know, we did hit into two more. One was a ground ball, other was just an unfortunate liner. Um, despite that, we picked up the victory to salvage the three-game set. So we're going to go over it all. Um, some unfortunate news really quick. Gio Urshela looks like he's hurt again. We're going to find out more about that in the coming days. Stanton sat tonight for no apparent reason. Um, just Boone being Boone or the nerds being the nerds, whatever. And um, I think the extra call-up for September here, it was um, Esteban Floreal. So, a lot of people are questioning why over Greg Allen, but I'm not too upset. Floreal has produced, and he's a young kid with a future, so good lefty bat. We'll see how they can fit him into this whole um, system. So, that's basically it. We may as well get right into it tonight. The Yankees snap their four-game losing streak, pick up a win to conclude the road trip five and four before heading back home. They have a lot of home games or a lot of games in New York coming up. I think they said on the pregame of their next 20 or was it 21? I think of their next 20 games, 17 are in New York. Um, they've got a couple at, at City Field. I almost said Shea Stadium, um, but the rest of them are a bunch in Yankee Stadium. So that's the positive. The, the entire month of September is going to be home heavy to conclude the rest of the season as we try to, you know, make a push here for, for, for the playoffs. I, I think, you know, most people can probably agree that the American League East division is, is getting slimmer and slimmer. Uh, the shot at winning the division is. I, I think we're still seven out. The Rays, win, they did win tonight again. Um, so we did not move at all. There. Are we seven or eight? Might even be eight. No. But, yo, regardless, it's going to be tough. They don't look like they're slowing down anytime soon. And um, 
as long as we can, you know, at this point in the season, you know, we had that such just such a dreadful first half, you know, where we were 41 and 41 at one point. And um, at this point in the season, I think you'll take it. You'll, you'll call it a, a solid regular season if you can find a way to take that first wild card. And hopefully it'll be a home game at Yankee Stadium again, right? Um, usually we're fortunate enough to get those home games when we're in the wild card. So hopefully this will be another one of them. Um, it looks like it could be Yankees-Boston. That would be electric. We get Garrett Cole versus Chris Sale at Yankee Stadium in the Bronx. You know I will be there. Um, so hopefully that's something that happens, you know, if we don't get the division. Which, again, it, it looks very, very slim, the chances. Uh, so let's head to our first break, guys. And when we get back from break, we may as well get right into the the three-game recap real quick of the series. And we'll talk about a few things. Then we'll get to the NYYNYK question of the day. And we'll wrap it up from there. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You are listening to RJ Carbone on BD4. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you can do that right now. BD4 is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and you can also watch it on YouTube. There are plenty of other platforms to find this podcast all you have to do is go to linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. And that will take you to where you need to be. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone in order to subscribe to this podcast. So we get to the first game of the set. The Yankees, again, they lose this one in the midst of their four-game losing streak. Um, this was a tough one to watch. Um, they lose 8-7. to seven. Again, This is in Anaheim, the, the final road series until we go back home. Uh, it's Kluber versus Mayers. Top of the first, the Yanks get on the board early again. So it was a positive sign to start, at least. You had DJ LeMayu and Anthony Rizzo with back-to-back -back doubles. This plates the first run. Judge then singles to put runners on the corners with nobody out. But then that's when you get the Giancarlo Stanton double play. He grounds into one there. And that was one of several during that losing streak. But a run does score. So it's 2-0 Yankees after one. Second and third innings are kind of quiet for both teams. Uh, but once the bottom of the fourth comes, that's when Corey Kluber starts to lose command of that curveball. He strikes out Otani to begin the frame really quick. But then it's three consecutive base hits to score the first run for the Angels. It's two to one. Then a flyout pushes runners to second and third with two outs. Then he walks Max Stassi to load the bases. Matt Blake comes out to visit him. And then this is where right after the visit, Kluber then grooves a curveball to Mayfield. And he smashes it for a grand slam. The Anaheim or the LA Angels of Anaheim take the 5-2 lead. Kluber only ends up going those four innings. Uh, during those four innings, he goes and gives up five hits, five runs, surrenders two walks, strikes out six, and issued that one home run, the Grand Slam. 68 pitches needed. Yeah, uh, you know, listen, it was his first game back for, for since the earlier in the season, right? The, the start after the no-hitter. Crazy how, how, how fast time flies, man. 
Uh, but, you know, as expected, he was rusty. He didn't look great. The command was definitely off. The stuff wasn't deceiving at all either. There was a lot of hard contact, so it's not promising. Something to keep an eye on. But, um... We'll see what happens. Top of the fifth, the Yankees do answer back um, with Brett Gardner on second base and two out. You get DJ LeMayu slapping a base hit to right field in DJ LeMayu fashion. Uh, it's 5-3 to three LA. And then you get Rizzo lining a single in succession to that. An error moves the runners over. Then you have second and third for Aaron Judge. Joe Madden comes out, brings in the righty Steve Ciszek. To face Aaron Judge. And on a 3-0 count. What does Judge do? He takes it and singles to the right side. To cut the deficit to one run. It's 5-4. Stanton up next. Has the number 5 hitter. Which seems to be working for it. Or no. He was a 4 hitter here. Um, but he, he caps off the inning. By ripping a single off the middle as well. This ties the game. It's 5-5. Five five. So here we go again. Um, Gallo up next. He leaves two base runners on when he goes down whiffing a high fastball shocker um bottom of the fifth the inevitable happens home run pitcher versus home run hitter Heaney versus his former team facing Otani as the first batter of the inning and what does he do Heaney gifts him coming out of the bullpen a hanging curveball up in the zone, and Otani takes it 430-something feet to right field for his 42nd home run of the season, I believe, uh, at least at the time. Did he hit one tonight? No. This makes it 6-5 to five LA. Heaney goes on to finish off the fifth, but as the Yanks strand two runners in the sixth, Heaney goes back out there in the bottom of the inning, and he surrenders a double, then an RBI triple to Ligaris. Judge kind of playing shallow, could not get to it in time. Um, but both of those hits were off the fastball on Heaney, so it made it 7-5 LA after 6. Top of the 7th comes Stanton, ties the game up. Rizzo with the leadoff walk, and then you get Stanton murdering, murdering a hanger 457 feet. This ties the game at 7, so once again the Yankees have a shot, but here we go, bottom of the 8th, the Angels regain the lead for good. Uh, Peralta, who pitched the clean 7th outside of a walk, Let's up a base hit, and he's pulled for Clay Holmes, who's actually been very good for the Yankees, but this time Holmes, who gets two quick ground outs to, to start his inning, um, falters a bit and lets up a single to Ligaris to make it 8-7. to uh, Ligaris tries to stretch that into two bases. He gets caught, and then it's uh, the end of the inning there. But, I mean, 8-7 was the final score. You can't let a guy like Luan, Juan Lagares, who's got an OPS plus under 100, who's got a batting average under 250, you can't let that be the reason you lose. And you did. Uh, top of the ninth comes the Yanks. Top of the lineup, 1-2-3. Go down, 1-2-3. Versus Iglesias on just 10 pitches. So it was pretty rough. Um, but overall, the bats weren't exactly the problem. Again, 7 runs, 9 hits, 4 walks. 12 strikeouts, a double play hit into, and 5 for 9. With runners in scoring position, you know, the top four guys had two hits apiece in DJ, Rizzo, Judge, and Stanton. You had three ribbies from Stanton. Uh, it was just, yeah, two walk effort from Guardy. Rizzo led with the three, uh, getting on base three times. So overall, you just have to get upset at, at the choking bullpen more than anything. It continues to be a problem. Um, you go Haney, Peralta, Holmes. 
I don't want to see Andrew Heaney here anymore. I'm tired of him. Uh, but combined between those three, they go four innings, five hits, three runs, a walk, four Ks, and one home run. So you had Kluber blow the lead to start. Heaney blows the tie. Then Heaney makes it worse. And then Holmes blows the tie later. So some poor pitching in this one. But yeah, I mean, Heaney, I, I you know, again, you can't hate the trade because they gave up peanuts. But you could also not get excited about that trade. And that was one of those people who were like, oh, he's not good. I don't really care about it. I just hope they don't use him down the stretch because I don't trust somebody like him. I just don't trust his, I know his stuff says he's he's due for some kind of correction, but I'm a guy where I need to see it first to believe it. And he's not shown us enough outside of that one gem he pitched. That was really it. Um, so that was the first game of the set. We lose uh, the second game of the set. More of the same, except in a different fashion. The Yankees lose this one six to four. You had Tyone versus, I don't know who this guy was, Beria. LA, these, they throw these randoms out there who we should be pulverizing. Um, but this one makes it four losses in a row. It, it felt like one of, this was a bad game too. It felt like one of those first half of the season games where we hit into a shit ton of double plays, uh, some lack of clutch hitting, a lot of it. Poor pitching from Tyone once the lineup flipped over. It, it was just one of them games where it reminded you so much of the struggling Yankees early on. Uh, top of the fourth inning though, we start Again, we start and we put runs on the board first, so it looks like it's going to be a positive night. Rizzo goes deep to right field for a home run, one nothing. But the bottom of the fourth comes, and Tyone, after a brilliant first three innings, falls apart here. Base hit to lead off the inning, stolen base, then issues a walk to Otani. Otani and Fletcher then steal second and third. Then Walsh pounds a mistake 0-2 middle of the zone curveball over the right field wall. Angels took advantage of our curveballs this series. Um, this makes it 3-1. to one. Top of the fifth, Gary Sanchez finally belts one. It's been a bit since he's gotten hot. It'd be nice to get him hot. Uh, he goes and cuts the lead to one, or the deficit rather. It's 3-2 to two Angels. Bottom of the fifth, Jamison Tyone again continues to struggle as the lineup card turns for the third time. The first two batters reach to put first and third with nobody out. Then he gets a few outs. Rizzo makes a nice play at first. Um, then he intentionally walks Otani. But then Gosselin singles up the middle. Then Tyone is pulled for Jolie Rodriguez. Otani steals home on Rodriguez. Um, it's 6-2 to two LA. Tyone ends up going four and two-thirds innings. Five hits. Six runs, two walks, six strikeouts, a home run allowed, 92 pitches thrown. It is now four starts in a row for the right-hander, uh, where he's not pitched well. He's pitched pretty poorly. Across those four starts, we've got 18 and two-thirds innings pitched, 17 earned runs, 21 hits, six walks, five home runs allowed, is it just poor decision-making or maybe a little bit of fatigue? I know neither Boone or Tyone himself mentioned that it was fatigue. They're going to say that, especially Tyone. But I think it is a little bit, you know, he might be a little gassed here. It, it's obviously for a guy who's had two Tommy Johns, this is the most innings under his belt in a number of years. Um, 
so he he's just regressing a bit lately. Uh, the fastball still look again. It, it's tricky because the vast the fastball the stuff still looks pretty sharp, um, but it's just not working right now. I I think maybe you sit him a start or two. You you get Luis Heel back in there. I don't know why we just decided to stop pitching Luis Heel and kick him from the rotation. If anything, while Tyone's struggling, maybe you put him back in there a little bit. We do have the off day, so we can use that to our advantage. Um, and, and obviously, Luis Hill was going 15 and two-thirds innings of scoreless ball to start his Yankees career as a starter. But yeah, after that, I, I kind of just zoned out. I, I don't remember. I, I, I just was kind of dozing off till we lost the game. Uh, the bats were ugly. Four runs despite the 10 hits and three walks. I just spit, uh, struck out eight times. We hit into five double plays, and we were also one for 10 with runners in scoring position. Our top three hitters had two hit efforts in DJ LeMayu, Anthony Rizzo, and Aaron Judge. Um, Rizzo, Judge, and also Stanton each had an RBI along with Gary. But that was it. The bats were not there. The pitching from Tyone was not there. And, um, yeah. And that was the second game of the set. We're going to head to break. When we get back, we'll go over game three tonight. So stay with us. Be right back. You can follow me on Facebook at r.j.carbone. You can follow me on Instagram at robjcarbone. And you can follow me on Twitter at nysportstalkrc. And if you want to follow along with the blog that I write, subscribe to It's My Opinion on nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. Game three tonight, Wednesday. Yankees finally snap the four-game losing streak, pick up a win to go back home on a positive note. Four to one, they pick up the win. Garrett Cole, brilliant, stepping up as the ace of the staff, doing what he's supposed to do. Do you guys remember a few years ago, it was one of the final seasons of CC Sabathia's career, where he was, uh, he might have even been undefeated after a Yankee loss, and they started donning him uh, the stopper. It's kind of been what Garrett Cole is. I don't know the numbers. I should dig into the analytics and find out for you guys, but he's obviously their ace, and that's what he's been doing. He's been stepping up after the Yankees need it. And obviously the record might not be as great as it should be with Cole because earlier in the year they had a lot of losses with him. At one point they were like 7-6, seven and 7-7. Six, seven and seven. But I do feel like he's been sharp anytime we need him, anytime we're calling on him to do something spectacular he's been there and boy was he tonight and we're gonna get to that in a second uh the bats were enough tonight though four runs on eight hits three walks seven strikes out seven strikeouts uh one double play hit into and then one lined into so one from a ground out one from a line out two for six in scoring position yeah judge and voight picking up two hits a piece to lead, uh, two hits a piece to lead the team voight a couple of rbis and then Aaron Judge, the solo bomb later in the game. Top of the third, though, we start off where the Yanks plate two. Uh, 
by uh, stringing together four base runners. DJ walks, then Rizzo gets that infield single. Aaron Judge then works a walk, and then Luke Voigt with the base hit to center field. 2-0 Yankees. Top of the fourth, the Yankees make it 3-0 when Odor bunts for a base hit. Velazquez pitches up, pushes Odor to second base with the ground out. And then after that, follows with Gardy getting an RBI single to make a pitching change now. Takes, what's the kid's, I don't even know the kid's name. Um, but Joe Madden pulls him. It's 3-0 Yankees. And, and they don't score for a while until the top of the eighth where Aaron Judge continues to mash. He goes yard for number 30 on the season. Pulls a cement mixer slider deep to left field. And the Yankees take the 4-1 to victory. Garrett Cole, just that one rough inning. Uh, he ends up going seven innings, four hits, one run. No walks versus 15 strikeouts. And uh, I think Kay also said 30 swings and misses if you're into that meaningless stat. And 116 pitches thrown. 116 pitches. He was dominating, and he was dominating with his fastball. Again, just a rough start to the sixth inning where he went with his off speed a bit much. A couple of back-to-back -back hits to score a run. But other than that, it was a gem. A single and a double was the only blemish on his line tonight. Um, you got him looking like a, a Cy Young candidate. You got Aaron Judge looking like an MVP candidate. Yes, I know Otani is going to win it. But he's looking like a candidate. Candidate it. Lasagna Chapman pitched the final two innings. No hits, no runs, no walks. A strikeout in the end there by Chapman. Chapman looked great. Chapman's stuff looked excellent. Um, his pitches were breaking a lot. Flaherty mentioned a change in mechanics, which if you looked at it, you could you noticed it. You didn't even need him to say. You noticed it right away. He's usually a bit hunched over, but this time he was more straight up. And it was working, so we'll see how Blake and him work going forward and if they continue to do stuff like that. Keep his mechanics as they are now. Um, yeah, man, that was it. The Yankees pick up the win. They continue to have control here in this wild card race. Um, I don't know what Oakland did tonight. I know that Boston lost to Tampa Bay again. Um, but the Yankees now continuing to win. Now 21 games above 500. And, um, yeah, guys like Aaron Judge are scorching hot. Judge is hitting 500, 18 for 36 in his last nine games. Um, he has a shot at 40 home runs now. He's got 30. I don't know if he's going to get to 40 because if we find, you know, there's, there might come that point in the season where the Yankees realize, all right, we're probably not getting the division, but we have very good control of the wild card. We'll give Judge, you know, a few days of rest here and there. Um, we cut off there for a second. If there's a noise in the background every once in a while, it's because my fucking studio is right next to the closet. And for some reason, the utility closet is going off with some machine right now. I don't know if it has to do with the fucking rain, but it's really loud and disturbing. So I'm trying to pause it every time I hear that noise, but I just did there, but I don't know if it worked. Um, Judge is batting 299 with a 934 OPS, 30 home runs, 75 RBIs. So there's a point in the season where it was like, all right, Judge is having a nice season, quietly having a nice season, but the power numbers were a little down. You know, you were like, all right, I'll probably finish... 30 to 35 home runs, which will be definitely down. The OPS was under eight, or under 900. But now his numbers, you look at them, 
and they're the best they've been since the rookie year. I mean, they're they're right on par to what he should be doing every year. He's got a chance to get the 40 homers. The OPS is probably going to land over 900 now, and he's even batting the highest batting average he's had in his career. If he could find a way to land in the 290s, be right under 300 for the year, that's impressive. And this is why, like, this is why somebody like Judge is so different from other guys like Gallo, right? Although, although you know, those hardcore boomer old school Yankee fans hate the strikeout guys, and I do too. You all know that, but. Somebody like Judge, he's at least a hitter. He can at least hit the ball. When he's not hitting home runs and walking, he still gets you the single, double, triple. Right? He's a frequent hitter. Um, he's a complete hitter, they call. So, he's not all or nothing. He's, he's... Does it all. He does it all. And, you know, he's going to strike out a lot along the way, but that's what differentiates Judge from somebody like a three true outcome guy and Joey Gallo, who's now on the year batting 201 with an 809 OPS. And as a Yankee, he's batting 139, 15 for 108. Not a fan of Gallo. Never was a big fan of the trade when we got him. But I digress. Odor has kind of come down to earth a bit lately. But the positive is that while Judge is hot, Anthony Rizzo seems to get, you know, be getting hot again, showing some life lately. That's a positive. And all while that's happening, Luke Voigt is staying relevant. So the bats are still good. You know, ever since the bats have been much better lately. If you if you go back a few weeks, you know, during the start of that streak, they, they've been really, really well. So that's pretty much it, guys. I don't know that I have too much to add. I really don't. The Yankees continue to stay relevant here in this wild card race. Um Hopefully we can start pulling away now. You know, who do we have next? Let me look that up really quick. I know there's an off day tomorrow. But let me see who we have. Oh, there we go. All right, so if we do what we're supposed to do, it's it's three free wins at the stadium. You got Baltimore for three this weekend. Two day games in the weekend. Okay, so this this should be. Here goes that noise again. This should be uh, this should be good. It's about time we get Baltimore. It's been a while. All right, let's head to break one last time. When we get back from break, we'll get to the NYY NYK question of the day. Stay with us. All right, so, yeah, uh, really quickly, uh, before you guys go, what? Before we head into the NYY NYK question of the day, I fucking lose track of so much shit sometimes. I don't know whether to blame technology, that I'm fucking on my phone too much, and my, it's fucking damaging my brain, or it's on, I'm on my tablet too much from class, or maybe I'm just exhausted, overworked. Uh, before we get into the NYYMYK, just 
fucking here I go again. I don't know what I'm, I, I say stuff before I think, and then I just stop. Um, if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, uh, you can sub to BD4 on all the platforms that you listen to your podcasts on, you know, like Apple podcasts, Spotify, maybe SoundCloud, Stitcher, all those podcast uh, platforms. Plus you could also watch us on YouTube. So BD4, no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Yankees episodes every series, Knicks episodes every two games. Um, subscribe to the blog that I write. I write recaps after every series slash game, depending on how tired I am with the Yankees, and every game on the Knicks too. Um, you can find the blog, you can find my podcast, and you can also find my three social media sites or platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of that information I just mentioned is on my link tree. So just go to my link tree, linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. Go to my link tree, link, link tree, linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. And that will display all the information you need, how to find me and all that stuff. All right. So let's get to the NYY, NYK question of the day. In episode 278, I asked you guys that in 1973, from whom did George Steinbrenner purchase the Yankees from? And the answer to that question, CBS. They were the previous owners of the Yankees before Steinbrenner bought them. All right, so that was 278's NYY, NYK question of the day answer. All right, so let's get to this episode's question, our NYY, NYK question of the day brought to you by Anchor, episode 279. Across 12 years as manager, how many times did Casey Stangle get the Yankees into the World Series? And your hint... He set a record for five consecutive World Series victories from 49 to 53. All right, so one last time, your NYY, NYK question of the day for episode 279. Across 12 years as manager of the Yankees, how many times did Casey Stangle get them into the World Series? Just into the World Series. And your hint, he set a record for five consecutive World Series victories from 1949 to 53. So that's your hint. If he at least won five, how many did he get them to? All right. So let me know the answer, whether that's on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can DM me or just comment the answer. And I'll let you know in the next episode. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, this is episode 279 of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. I am your host, RJ Carbone. I appreciate you stopping by and listening. Stay safe. Everybody take care, and I'll see you in the next one. Ciao. This episode is brought to you by Anchor. Podcasting made easy.